Awful so far. She smiled a little, happy to be talking about business. It was one of her joys in life, the pursuit of companies, the acquisitions, the shipping. The mental challenges of running the companies that formed her fortune had always been vastly rewarding. The other two ladies, Anne, Viscountess Sheridan, and Lady Rochester, who insisted on being called Horatia, exchanged glances. Rosalind wasn't daft. The three women had been doing this from the moment she'd come inside the Sheridan household for tea. She suspected they'd invited her to Curzon Street for some purpose, and she wished they would simply come out and ask her whatever it was they were interested in. Do you do any business with Lord Lennox? Horatia asked. Her cheeks had gone pink, betraying the direction Rosalind had feared the conversation was headed. Given their husband's close friendships with Lennox, she had been expecting this. Rosalind sighed. Lord Lennox. The infernal baron had an uncanny way of coming up. It was he who had been on her mind moments ago, the man who'd ruthlessly kissed her in a theatre alcove. He'd been out to punish her for her interference with his business, but that chastisement had turned into an attempt at passion, no doubt with the intent of leaving her alone and longing for him. She had to fight hard to contain the little smile at that particular memory. She'd seen through his ploy and turned it against him, and he'd been defenseless against her. She remembered dropping her glove at his feet, a parting challenge before she'd left him to handle a problem of his stained trousers. Lennox would no doubt be planning something to obtain his revenge. His ego would not allow otherwise. But these ladies were married to friends of his, so she would need to answer carefully. Well, our business interests, while shared, tend to put us in direct competition. She hesitated to say more. It was possible that anything she told these three women would make its way back to him through their husbands. The secret behind her success came from the subtle balance of obtaining information from others and keeping it away from indiscreet ears. On more than one occasion, she'd come across the jilted lovers left in Ashton's wake widows, daughters, or unhappy wives of those he was in competition with. They had provided him with information over the course of an evening, often in bed, and he had used it to his advantage. But he had also left a fair number of women who were willing to talk about him and his tactics as well. Rosalind had used that information to her own advantage, and had been able to track his movements and strategies, even anticipate his business goals and outsmart him on more than one occasion. Emily nudged Horatia's elbow. Horatia spoke up. I'm sure you must think we are spies on behalf of our husbands, but I assure you that that is not the case. Horatia set her teacup down. The reason we are asking is to protect you, if we can. Protect me? Rosalind set her own cup down, a flicker of unease darting through her like a startled rabbit in the underbrush. Whatever from... Emily cleared her throat. What we mean to say is that we know Lord Lennox. We know what he's capable of when he's in a mood, that is. All of us admire your courage and your ability to compete among the men. And we don't want Ashton, that is, Lord Lennox, to upset you simply because he has his trousers twisted. I adore the man, but like the rest, he can become harsh in his business matters where his pride is pricked. We only wish to protect you, Lady Melbourne. We ladies must stick together. Well, what did one say to that? 
Rosalind plucked at her rose-colored day gown and glanced away, feeling a tad awkward. Have you any way to know if your finances are protected? Anne asked quietly. Cedric, that is to say, my husband, once said Ashton will challenge a man by dealing a blow to his banking abilities, such as his credit and his debts. Rosalind felt her stomach drop out. These ladies were serious about Lennox, and she'd certainly pricked the man's pride. She'd bought three companies out from under him in the last month and had wooed old trading partners of his to her lines. But surely he wouldn't do something so drastic. But she had taken out credit lines to buy the last few companies, and her own bank was lighting gold if any of her notes came due at this moment. But surely he wouldn't. She went over the numbers and scenarios in her...